You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation brought to you by Go Wild. Go Wild is the fastest growing social media app for the outdoor enthusiast. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, backpacking, everything that you enjoy doing outside can be found on the Go Wild app. Now, for more information about Go Wild, just go to wherever you currently download apps, search for it, and download it to your phone, play around with it, search for me. Also, you can go to timetogowild.com, and there's a ton of information on their website as well. So take some time, go check out Go Wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Iowa Sportsman Podcast, the number one source for hunting and fishing information, strategy and tactics, as well as conversations surrounding conservation efforts and other outdoor activities in the great state of Iowa. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and this episode of the Iowa Sportsman Podcast starts right now. Welcome to November and welcome to another edition of the Iowa Sportsman Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in again, and today we have another absolutely awesome podcast full of a lot of information specifically fishing information and I know this time of year a lot of us are focused on whitetails Uh, however if you're not a whitetail freak like myself uh, and you're a fishing freak I'll tell you what right now this particular podcast is packed with a ton of great information uh, for this time of year cold water fishing tactics and uh, today's guest Todd Reed is going to walk us through everything that he feels will increase your success on the water this time of year whether that's a river whether that's a lake whether it's soft current or whether it's hard current uh, we're going to talk about tackle to use so uh, just everything you need to know to get out there and have one last hurrah on open water before things start to really cool down and we transition from open water fishing to ice fishing. And uh, that's what today's podcast is about, man. So before we get into the podcast, though, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and continuing to tune in. Uh, We are growing and growing and growing this podcast specifically. And uh, thank you for spreading the word. If you haven't already, go to the Sportsman's Nation Instagram page and Facebook page. Follow it. That's where a lot of these announcements are made. Make sure you're also going to the Iowa Sportsman Facebook page. Follow and like that. A lot of uh, content coming through there as well. And if you haven't already, go to the iowasportsman.com website and sign up for the Iowa Sportsman magazine. Uh, Just a ton of great information, not only about fishing and hunting strategy, but also stories and uh, local conservation uh, talk as well. So just a, a really good magazine that encompasses everything an Iowan needs to know about the outdoors. So that's enough talking. Let's get into today's, I guess, fishing podcast with Todd Reed. All right, on the phone with me right now, Mr. Todd Reed. What's up, man? Hey, doing pretty good. Doing good, doing good. Now, this time of year, everybody wants to talk about whitetails, right? Because it's November 1st and there is, you know, everybody's got deer on the brain. So my first question to you is, are you a deer hunter? I I hunt deer two days two days a year. First uh, season shotgun, and that's it. There you go. So this is so, perfect. This is perfect for you. So you're a you're a fisherman at heart. I take it. 
Yeah, those are about the only two days I hunt every year. So I, I fish the other 363. <laughs> there you go. Then you're a perfect guest for today's podcast. And what we're going to be talking about today is an article that you wrote for the Iowa uh, Sportsman magazine that uh, revolves around cold water fish, fishing and what fish are doing this time of year, how to, how to go and get them, and... Um, when the weather weather starts changing and it gets cold, maybe it's not it's not the not good weather to be out on a boat. Why you why you shouldn't give up on this time of year from a from a fishing standpoint? Cool. Yeah, um, you know, right now, yeah, everybody has you know, there's there's ducks to hunt, there's geese to hunt, there's uh, well, now you got pheasant uh, season open, and of course, um, guys are in the deer stands trying to trying to arrow in their deer. But um, this time of year can be some of the best um, fishing for bass and walleyes um, of the whole year, really. Right. Um, especially especially in, um, in the rivers around the state, interior rivers as well as uh, Mississippi River. Really heats up this time of year. So let's talk about that. Uh, and, and at a very high level, why is it some of the best fishing there is? Well, right now, one of... One of the biggest reasons in the river systems, anyway, is the water clarity becomes really clean. Um, the plankton, the algae, basically dies off, and the, the water is clean. And so what those fish have to do, whether it's walleye, pike, bass, uh, even crappies, bluegills, they have to start um, feeding on larger things. They're going after minnows, they're going after bluegills, smaller bait fish, shad, uh, in the big river systems. And... It, it just matches your bait a lot better. Um, you know, if you're throwing spinner baits, you're tossing jigs or, uh, you know, four-inch worms for walleyes. Uh, those fish just really zone in on those types of baits. And in most cases, if you get the right weather patterns um, with the river systems, they become pretty easy to pattern and, and catch this time of year. Okay. So with this clear water, uh, we also have to remember that the, the air temperature is dropping, which brings the water temperature down. And as the water temperature falls, what are the what are the fish doing? Are they are they becoming more aggressive and will bite anything, or are they being more specific in their bait selection? Uh, well, water temps around uh, the state right now, uh, most rivers are hanging in the upper forties, fifty degrees. Uh, it depends on, you know, sunshine that day, really. But at that that level of, of temperature, the, the fish really, most of the time they're looking for a slower type of bait. Okay. Uh, the, optimal, the optimal water temperature, that 55 to 60 degrees, they will just go crazy. Now, we had a big cold snap. Well, we've had a couple of them now. And that crazy bite didn't really happen again this fall. Uh, the water temp dropped really quickly, and they're they're kind of in that I would say late fall uh, bite for sure, where they're wanting something pretty slow um, most days. Now, if you get a couple sunny days right in a row, uh, those fish again they're going to be chasing crankbaits and spinner baits and uh, you know those faster type baits. Um, but Typically, right now, you're going to have to go with a slower presentation. Live bait works awesome this time of year uh, just because it is so natural. You know, bounce along the bottom or set up a, a <clears throat> excuse me, slip bobber, letting the current take it. 
um, can be really ideal this time of year too. All right. So let's, let's elaborate on that. Um, because so, and I think that's the perfect spot uh, to talk about right now is tackle. And you've already mentioned a little, you know, a little bit about what we potentially need to throw, but as this water clarity starts to change, right from the you know because we just had earlier in the month we had a ton of rain in certain parts of the state which i'm sure muddied the water when the water temperature drops and let's say it's not as clear as it is on average does that does that uh i guess do you want to throw a different presentation based off the water clarity oh sure um yeah i mean just a few weeks ago everything was just mud um now things are you know they're they're cleaning up. We've had some dry weather for a while, and um, yeah, in those muddy situations, you're going to want a lot of rattles, uh, rattle, rattle traps, or the flat-sided crankbaits work really well. Um, jerk baits that have rattles inside of them work really well. Spinner baits with you know with the flash of the spinner and chatter baits gives you the flash of the blade and also the vibration uh, that they can feel. Those baits are ideal um, in dirty water, really any time of the year. Uh, and this time of the year, they come, they become even better because they are a little faster-moving baits. And that early fall uh, can be fantastic. But, again, we're kind of late fall right now. Yep. Um, and luckily, the water is is pretty clean from, from places I've seen. I've, at the Mississippi last weekend, I was on the Interior River this past weekend. And, you know, the water clarity is great in places. And it does allow you to throw a variety of baits. Um, but, again, if you get in some muddy conditions this time of year, uh, you're going to have to brighten things up. Um, use, you know, chartreuse trailers. Um, you know, bright blue, black and bright blue is one of my favorite colors for bass year-round. But especially when uh, you get into muddy conditions. You know, black and blue tube is one of my favorite things to throw on a Texas rig. Um, a black and blue jig with a big, you know, chunk on the back that's bright blue those are my probably two best baits in in dirty water situations uh, and that that plays to summer or fall this time of year right so really quick and i want to dumb it down for everybody because i'm not a fishing expert and some of the um some of the verbiage that you've used may go over some people's heads from a you know from a tackle standpoint so when you say like a, a texas rig uh, with a black and blue uh, whatever on the on the, on a trailer, describe in more detail what that is. So if if we're going to a Cabela's or or a fishing shop, what do we need to buy? Sure, Dan. Um, Texas rig is a pretty common um, setup for bass. Basically, you need a bullet sinker, um, which you know made of lead, tungsten doesn't really matter basically looks like the top end of a bullet slides on your line and then you tie your hook on um, at the end of course and then you thread your tube on uh, this also works well with worms any type of crawdad bait um, you know lizard bait any type of soft plastic stick bait can be rigged onto a texas rig uh, bait uh, one, one thing to definitely consider though especially if you're going for bass is the size of your hook you want a three-aught hook um, and, and that's good for basically every bait. So if you want to keep it simple, you know, go out and buy <clears throat> some three-eighths ounce sinkers, some quarter-ounce sinkers, 
and maybe some three sixteenth ounce sinkers. And they're they're very cheap. They're only you know maybe twenty twenty five cents a piece for those bullet sinkers, and then and then some three out wide gap hooks. And really those will work for all those soft plastics I mentioned: tubes, craws, worms, stick baits, um, anything like that. And most most stores will carry those. Um, you know even like a Walmart, uh, Kmart, th- those types of stores that we don't really consider outdoor stores. Th- they'll have those those items as well. Gotcha. So pretty simple rig up, um, you know, rig your bait on nice and straight, and you'll be able to just kind of bounce those things along the bottom of the of the lake or river. All right. So, so is that good for any bottom, whether it's a mud bottom or a rock or sand bottom? Yeah, yeah, it works well uh, basically around everything. Um, rocks, of course, can be a little little tricky with any type of bait, getting them snagged up. But, uh, you know, it, it does as well as any other bait uh, in the rocky conditions as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So when we're, when we're talking about, you know, what baits to use this time of year, let's say my focus it goes from bass to walleye or maybe even panfish. Does my lure setup change at that point? Um, yes, definitely. Um, like th- this time of year, you know, again, late fall with this water temp, you know, in the high forties and fifties, uh, live bait is, is going to be great, uh, for any of those species, crappies, gills, uh, walleyes, um, and definitely smaller, you know, smaller jigs, uh, smaller worms for walleyes, you know, four inch worms are very common for walleyes. Uh, ringworms, disc worms, they've got all kinds of certain names to them, but a four-inch worm is fantastic for walleyes, really year-round. Uh, and those can be rigged up on, you know, just even a, a ball head jig or, you know, a shaky head style jig. Uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Same with crappies or bluegills. You know, the small tube jigs work well this time of year. Um, you know, and play around with colors, of course, depending on the water clarity, like we talked about earlier. Clear the water. You want to stick to some of those basic colors. If it's going to be real dark, that's when you want your black and blues and, you know, chartreuse colors, things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So I was always under the impression, you know, the the impression that, like, really bright colored lures are the best in kind of all scenarios. Is, is that not true then? Um... Yeah, everybody kind of has their favorite, I guess. That's why, you know, bait companies have, you know, dozens of colors, uh, dozens of different glitter and, and everything else they put in baits anymore. But, uh, you know, if the water's dark, you want darker baits. And I know that doesn't sound right, but it's definitely tried and true. Uh, if the water's dingy, uh, the first thing I'll do is throw a, a black and blue tube or a black and blue jig. If it's clear, I'm going to stay with whites and browns, you know, to, you know, to look like a little bluegill or a crawdad or a little minnow. Um, you know, again, real dark. Then, then you want those chartreuse, uh, you know, reds, things like that to get the extra attention, you know, from the yeah. fish. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're talking about, uh, you know, we've talked about the tackle and like what kind of tackles we should start throwing um 
I want I, I want to break this down by lakes and rivers, and maybe even talk about farm ponds here because obviously lakes and rivers are two different things and you mentioned that you were you've been fishing rivers the last uh, uh couple you know couple weekends what specifically in a river are you looking for from a habitat or a, like a terrain underwater terrain features to i guess focus on when you're fishing um well this time of year uh, any any river that you fish whether it's a small river uh, interior river or the you know the mighty mississippi to the east here no matter what river you're going to this time of year with this late fall you know again water temps uh, high 40s mid 40s you're gonna you're gonna have to focus in on current um and right now the fish are well i i, I have to break it down into two species now uh, the largemouth have been away from the current the last couple weekends uh, if you get out in the current then you're going to start catching the brown ones, the smallmouth. Right. Uh, and, and the smallmouth have been in the strongest current available uh, up until, well, just just this past Saturday a couple of days ago. Uh, they have been in the strongest current on the river systems um, and right along with the walleyes as well. Gotcha. So Let me ask you this. This time of year... Why? It gets a little tricky with the current. <laughs> right. Why is that? My my favorite fish to catch is smallmouth, period. That's my favorite mm-hmm. fish to catch. Why are why do they like to go into the strongest current? You know, I think it's just in their DNA. Um, you know, they just, they love the current. The current brings them food nonstop. Um, you know, they're masters of of the current they can duck out of the current they can live you know behind a little boulder you know and just come out real quick grab a minnow go right back um you know i think it's just in their dna gotcha Uh, i don't i don't really have a another reason um you know that that's just where you're going to find them you know even this time of year and water temp in the 40s uh they're, they're in the heaviest current uh, that you can find on a river system, which you wouldn't think so, but um, they are right now. Yeah, and that's why you know they're they're obviously a streamlined animal, which you know, like you said, they can hide behind a little boulder, pop in and out when they need to, and uh, right go after whatever they need to go after. But in with these different scenarios, right? Let's and let's just talk about bass for the moment, and then we'll get into walleyes. But is there a different? Is there a different lure that you throw or or um, bait option that you throw in different currents? Let's say a backwater uh, type current where it's 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 a slower current, it's not as aggressive. Um, maybe you're going for a largemouth as opposed to that heavy current going after uh, smallies. Oh sure, sure. Um, you know, if I'm in the backwater right now looking for largemouth. Um, on a, on a river system or even even a lake this time of year, uh, I'm going to be throwing a jig and, and chunk trailer. Uh, you know, just your typical bass jig with all the different, um, you know, rubber strands on it and then a, a chunk of plastic on the back. Uh, that's going to give me just a good slow presentation to flip in the trees, flip in the grass, flip in the, you know, the, the roots of the trees, uh, rock banks, anywhere like that. Uh, that's going to be probably my number one bait. Okay. And now switching out to the current side, 
um, that rod will go away, and I'll bring out a, a Texas rig tube. Is probably my go-to in the current. Uh, looks more like a minnow, um, kind of darting, darting in and out and in and out of the current, and uh, just some erratic, more erratic action from a tube bait. Uh, and and I, I prefer four-inch tubes. Uh, some people like a little smaller, but uh, four is just kind of a nice size for me, and, and I really like to throw those up in the current. And that's a bottom. That's a bottom bait, right? Yes, yes. That that will. Um, you know, again, with the sinker in front of it, it's going to sink. And uh, that's something definitely people need to pay attention to this time of year is is the size of weight. Uh, that's going to really depict how that bait is falling in the water column. If you have a heavier bait, it's going to obviously sink a lot faster, and it's not going to look as natural um, as a bait with a lot less of a sinker on it. So I'll even go down to like a one sixteenth or a one eighth ounce sinker uh, this time of year, where in the summertime a quarter ounce is pretty much all I throw. Gotcha. So downsizing that weight really lets the current kind of you know sashay your bait around a little more this time of year and give those fish just an extra little second uh, to find that bait because again they're a little they're getting a little lethargic this time of year. Yeah. So. Based on how heavy the current is, does that also determine what weight uh, sinker you're going to have on your on your bait? Sure. Um, you know, it, it's kind of an equation. You know, if you have real light current, you can go really, really light. You know, like the 16th ounce I mentioned. Yeah. Now, if you got a pretty strong current, uh, you know, you might have to bump up to two or three eighths. You know, you might have to bump up to a one quarter if you're in some really heavy current this time of year, uh, just to get that bait kind of down there, bumping into different things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now, same same little area, and we're talking about walleyes, which you're not probably going to find too many walleyes in this backwater stuff. You know, they could be there, but uh, that's a that's a current fish. What are you throwing in a in a heavier current looking for those walleyes? Same thing for the smallies? Um, yes, and by far I am no walleye expert um, <laughs> whatsoever, but right. I do catch them, um, you know, right along with the smallmouth uh, in, in the current situations. And they're going to definitely be on the bottom, um, it seems like. So that's where, you know, like your ball head jigs. And a lot of times I'll fish, you know, a ball head jig with, like a four inch worm for, for smallmouth and you'll catch walleyes, you know, catch a walleye, catch a couple smallmouth, catch a walleye type of thing. But they, they are definitely related more to the bottom content, uh, than, than smallies. Okay. Smallies will seem to chase baits a lot more, I guess, uh, even in the colder weather. But you know, if you're bouncing a bait along the bottom, uh, that that's where you're definitely going to find those walleyes this time of year or where I've caught them anyway. Okay. So, Here's just kind of a random question. As you start fishing uh, throughout the day, whether it's a, a lake or a river, and your presentation isn't working, right? Your your bait's not working. Whatever tackle you're throwing or using isn't working. How long do you give that before you're, you're cutting off and retying something else? If, if I'm in a location where, you know, let's say I caught some fish, you know, three or four days ago, and I go to that area, fish, fish a typical bait, you know, like a tube bait. And maybe I throw a, a jerk bait, which is awesome this time of year too. And there's nothing. And I'm like, I, 
and in my mind, I'm saying to myself, I know there's fish here. I know they're feeding. The water's good. The current's good. I know they're here. I will, I will make a total bait change. I will go to something a lot smaller, most likely. So I'll, I'll throw like a shaky head with a four-inch worm on it. Um, I'll throw like a, I call them spider grubs with the twin tails and some appendages going all over the place. But they're only about three inches long right. on a ball head. Um, so just something a lot smaller. And typically, that's going to tell me if the fish are still there. And if I don't get anything by downsizing and, and working that bait a lot slower, then I know that the area is probably not good anymore. For one reason or another, um, I, I need to go somewhere else, change locations, not just change baits. Okay. Now, what about the line? Uh, like my father-in-law has a variety of, uh, lines. Sometimes he uses this braided line. Sometimes he's using, uh, I don't know, different, p- uh, pounds of your, I guess, w- which is your more traditional fishing line. Do you have a preference? Um, for my spinning rods, I use eight pound test. Um, I, I keep, keep it pretty simple. Eight pound is, is pretty good. Now, if I'm trying for panfish, I go six pound test. Um, no matter what time of year. And then, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm throwing bait casting equipment for bass or walleyes, then it's going to be either 10 pounds, um, test, or if I'm using a jig or my Texas rig, then I'm going to use uh, 15 pound and that's all monofilament. I'm, I'm not a fluorocarbon fan. I know a lot of people use it and love it. I, I did not fall in love with it. Um, when I tried it years ago. So I, I'd strictly use monofilament. Gotcha. All right. All right. So now, now let's bounce over to lakes. Uh, you know, way less current, uh, depending on where you're at. Um, what kind of structure or habitat are you looking for specifically on lakes? Lakes right in the fall, um, like this time of year, late fall, you know, water again, very, very clear. Um, you know, there's not a lot going on in lakes right now because of the lack of current. Things aren't grouped up together, uh, and that's what current forces fish to do in the in the winter time, in the fall, is that current forces fish to kind of get together and work together, uh, live. But in a lake, there's there's no current. They can just roam around all day and just survive. Right now, they're just trying to survive, and. The best thing, uh, lakes, you know, it goes from late summer into fall is points. Long tapering points um, seem to be just common areas where fish will typically always be. Uh, they, they love going, fish want to go from shallow to deep, shallow to deep. So those long points give them that chance to not move very far, but move a lot in the water column. So if they want to, if it's a sunny day, they can go up into a foot of water and sit there. But if they want to go out deep, they can just move a little bit in the water column and, you know, they might be in 15 foot of water now. Um, so they, they love those points just because of that, of the water column. They can move up and down very quickly without exerting a lot of energy, I guess you could say. Um, so points are always a fantastic uh, place to be and any rock rocky areas rocky banks um, always key this time of year um, just because of the warmth they can hold when that sun is out those rocks warm up 
and it could be a, a degree or two difference in the water, and they will instantly maybe start feeding on that bank. So every place, um, any lake, to, to find those rock boulders, those riprap uh, places, and really hit them hard. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, is there any other strategy, tactics, tips for cold water that you'd like to share with us? You know, pay, definitely pay attention to your line. Um, it, it gets overlooked, I think, in the, in the pound uh, range. I am not a big braided fan in the fall just because of, you know, the sight. It, it allows the fish to see it. Now, if I'm in heavy weeds, I, I have I have a numerous rods that have uh, braided line on them year-round. I just don't use them right now. Um, just for certain applications, I, I don't want to use them. I don't want to use them for jigs and tubes and on my spinning rods right now just because of that water clarity factor. Um, so I think line is important. The, the least pound test line you use, the more bites you will get. Um, that is, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just a math equation. Uh, the less those fish can see that line, the better it's going to be. Um, so definitely pay attention to your line and just, if you're on a river system at all, you have to pay attention to the current. Um, now there, there's a lot of different stages of current. You've got, you know, heavy current. There's just a little bit of current. There's kind of the in-between current. You know, there, there's a lot of different um, ways to describe current. Uh, eddies is another thing. You know, fish love hanging around eddies. You know, it's constantly bringing them food. Um, so current, if you're in river situations right right now, this time of year, uh, because there will come to a point uh, in the near future where these fish will want nothing to do with current. They will want the absolute stillest water they can find in any river system uh, to hang out because they just don't have the energy um, to use fighting the current as well as you know trying to find food every day. Yeah. Uh, so current, if you're in the rivers, um, in line. You know that that really is is a couple key things this time of year. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Todd, man, I really appreciate you taking time to share with us some cold water fishing tips and tactics today. And uh, good luck on the on the water uh, the rest of the year. All right. Well, until it freezes, I'll be in the boat. And then when it freezes, I'll be punching holes. So uh, I can't wait for that either. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you enjoyed the information on this podcast. Basically, there is still time if, if you're a... Uh, uh, a hardcore fisherman, you need to get out on the water right now before it starts getting really cold and the water starts to freeze. There's still time to catch good fish, not only in numbers, but also in quality as well. And uh, Todd shared some information with us today about how you can do that. Uh, remember to spread the word about this podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Be safe out there, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>